Monday. 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 Open wide dev fans. Get ready to stuff your face with JavaScript, CSS, Node Modules, Barbecue Tips, Git Workflows, Breakdancing, Soft Skills, Web Development, The Hastiest, The Craziest, The Tastiest Web Development Treats. Coming in hot, here is Wes, Barracuda, Boss, and Scott, El Toro Loco, Tolinsky. Welcome to Syntax in this Monday Hasty Treat. We're going to be talking all about how to get buy-in for a tool from your team. There's all sorts of things that we present to our team and we say, I'm so excited about this new thing. This thing, going to be great. And then you get these looks from your team and they say, I don't want to do that. So this is going to be talking about how to sell developers on tools that you should be using in your tool chain uh, where everybody can get a ton of benefit out of them. And the uh, the one that we're going to be talking specifically about in this is Prettier, but I think this advice will apply to a lot of things. So my name is Scott Talinsky, and as always, I'm joined by my awesome co-host, Wes Boss. Oh, very kind of you. Thank you, Scott. You're an awesome co-host, too. Thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by an awesome sponsor, and that's LogRocket. Now, LogRocket is the error and exception handling service that allows you to see how your errors happen. And what I mean by that is they give you a session replay video that is scrubbable with the network tab and error logs and all those things that we like to use when we're actually debugging ourselves. It's really cool. It's so fantastic because it's the tools that we use to debug, but it's actually a replay of somebody else causing the problem. It's unbelievable. One of those things you're going to have to see to believe, and that's at logrocket.com. And uh, it looks like there's some interesting new developments at LogRocket.com. They have this new LogRocket on-premise, which is run LogRocket in AWS, Azure, or your own environment, or LogRocket Cloud. Use our hosted solution, which is the version that we've been you know, advertising here on Syntax for a little while now. So they now have a look, looks like an on-premise hosted version where you can host it yourself, or you can continue to use the one uh, that is hosted with them. So you're going to want to head on over to logrocket.com forward slash syntax and get 14 days for free to see the magic of LogRocket. So, Wes, I know this question came into you from an email and it was a good enough email that you said, hold the phone. We got to make this into our our next uh, hasty treat here. So I'm interested in maybe you giving me a little bit more background on this and then we can dive into this subject. Yes. Yeah, so the question came out in an email and I thought like, this is, this is a great question. So it was, I wrote a long message to our architect asking if I could install prettier into our component generator for new projects moving forward. And the response I got was don't auto format. Not all devs want that in prettier. It doesn't always format the way I like it. Um, I don't want to enforce that on other devs. So prettier is a tool that will take your code and format it based on what it thinks is best. And the reason why we say that is because Prettier doesn't have a ton of options. There are some minor options, like you can use a single or double quotes, or there's a couple other ones. I forget what they are. But generally, Prettier just just works for you. And it's awesome because you as the developer, you don't need to worry about properly formatting or indenting or remembering the style of of how your team codes or, or any of that stuff. You just kind of, you should see me. I'm just a mess when I code now. And then I just hit save and it just formats it all, all nicely. So 
The question goes on to say, this sucks because I know our code base could benefit from it so much. Right now, I visit the project and the code is not spaced out, and that makes it hard to read quickly for me. Lots of the React code is bunched up with no spacing. Uh, it is a mess. That's one thing in React world. Prettier will automatically indent and put quotes around the things that, that need it, even with like spaces. If there's a space that you, you need there, React will automatically do the stupid React space, which is curly brackets <laughs> quote space. Yeah, right. I hate that. I hate it. Me too. I hate it. It is a mess for me, especially because I am very organized. If this was your situation and you know of a new tool or standard, something that could help a lot and it is shot down, do you just give up? I don't know how to respond to this because I'm the only dev who ever proposed this at my company and I just started here. So whew, we hear this a lot. I'm a new dev at a company. And they're not using X, Y, or Z, which is clearly way better. What do I do um, in, in that case? So there's a lot to unpack here. First of all, I don't think that any senior devs like junior developers, especially new to the company developers, mm-hmm. coming in and, and starting to say, like, why aren't you using this thing? It's not as good. Like, I think everybody has a little bit of anxiety about becoming out of date, especially in JavaScript land. And if some whippersnapper comes in and starts asking why don't I use this package called Prettier? Uh, probably what would happen is I would open up the website and look at it and go, no, okay. <laughs> uh, I don't need that. Yeah. Right? Uh, like, what What are you doing? Um, and also, I think senior developers know better to, than to slap a new tool into their code base um, because every time you add something new, especially something that changes your code, then how do you know that's not going to break something down the line in one little use case? And that's probably what the developer here is is afraid of is that getting a call on a Sunday morning that something's broken and it's because a weird formatter uh, came in and did that. So I'm betting that the situation here is that the senior developer here doesn't necessarily know what Prettier is or doesn't think that the formatting that Prettier gives is how they like to write code. I certainly had that as well. I, w- I went to Prettier and I said, oh, I don't like this. And Prettier intentionally doesn't have very many options because it's opinionated about it. And I, I found personally, if you just sort of give up and let Prettier format it how it wants and just be okay with that, then life gets a lot better. What do you think, Scott? I largely feel the same way. I think I tweaked it on some things like, believe I have a it couple or not, little settings. Yeah. yeah Semin Collins. I don't like them anymore. <laughs> I, yeah, I like have a hard time admitting that out loud. I don't use semicolons anymore. I had to turn it off. And that's something that would definitely irk a senior dev who'd be like, what? You don't want semicolons in our project? So, I mean, I mean, I think largely you, you hit the nail on the head for most of this. There's tools that, that can help us in, in everyday life that you might not necessarily see the benefit on, or you might not be awoken to the benefit on until you Either use it for yourself or you you get it. The light bulb pops on and you're saying, this is why. And a lot of that has to do with the value proposition there. The What is the value of this to the code base versus what is the cost of adding it, right? Yeah. Is the cost that it's going to create bugs or is the cost that it's going to modify things in a way that I'm not comfortable with? And what's the benefit? So there's this whole cost benefit analysis that needs to be done. And that's definitely what the senior developers are thinking. You, I think you nailed it on the head when senior developers really know not to willy nilly add stuff to things. But in the same regard, I think Prettier is one of those tools that will just make about any code base better um, in so many different ways from sussing out 
stylistic bugs to making everybody's code look the same. There's so many things that are in the positive value comment like column here that it's a lot about how can we illuminate those values in a way that's coming across as helpful rather than like know it all and like needing to take in this like I need to take over this project with my new fancy tools. Yeah, so we've got a list of a list of sort of suggestions of what can you do here. The first suggestion is like you ask for their thoughts on a tool instead of suggesting it. So nice come one. to them saying like, hey, I need your opinion on this rather than why are we not using X, Y, or Z? And it sounds like you've already done this, but just for anyone who is looking at a new um, approach to something like this, that's probably a good way to, to go about it. That to me, uh, before you move on to the next one, I think an important thing to note there is that uh, developers, we developers, we love our code bases. My code base is my child. It's not actually my child. I, you know, I love my children more than my code base, but like, yeah, I really really, really have put a lot of time and sweat and effort into my code. And I really, I connect with it very on a deep level. And if somebody were to come into my project and be like, you know, your formatting sucks. Why don't you use yeah. this thing? I would be like, you suck. <laughs> you know, like that's, <laughs> that's, that's the natural response when, when it's, it's, it's almost like an insult, right? It's like an insult to the work totally. in the code base that's happened. So I, I think largely that's a, a great suggestion because if you're asking for their advice, you're not insulting their code base. You're not insulting their ego. You're not getting in, in that sort of mental space. And it's more like looking at it as an objective person rather than in relation to something that they hold dearly. The next one is show the dev that even though it looks weird, it's better for readability. And it, it is. It, it looks weird or different, maybe. Different might be even a better word. It looks different than, than what they are used to looking at. But we have a project, and sometimes somebody writes code one way, somebody writes another code another way. And it's important to see, hey, this is, this is a better for readability because we're all going to be looking at the same thing every single time. And we know what we're going to be looking at rather than um, having to teach things. Like I don't have to teach my developers anything about my own formatting because Prettier teaches it to them, right? Prettier takes care of that aspect. Therefore, we don't have to do that aspect of training. And this is how we write code here, you know? Uh, next one we have here is uh, look at the existing guidelines. So this is one question I, I don't know about this specific use case is like, are there an existing coding guidelines that you are following, like a, a formatting guidelines? Like we always put array methods on their, on their new line yeah. or always explicit return um, when it's an object or some something like that, right? Like different rules. And if that's the case, then you really are asking the person to change their coding guidelines. So try to see if you can match it as close as possible. For this reason, I wish Prettier did have more options and you, you slowly do see them adding more and more options, but try to like take what the existing guidelines are and match it as close as possible for that. Um, because my other question was, is like, if there are no existing coding guidelines, like what's to stop you from just using it personally right. on on the new code that you write and then just checking it in, right? But it sounds like maybe there are some existing standards in place. Yeah, I think that getting it close, like between ESLint together with Prettier, 
you need to have some sort of standards, whether it is just ESLint or whether it is prettier or whatever, you need to have some sort of formatting standards and asking the developers to enforce those formatting standards by hand, I do not think is a good strategy for having those formatting standards. So if the standards already exist, maybe even before you give it to them, say, hey, check out this cool tool that will enforce our standards, but enforce it in a way that just does it for us automatically, right? There's that value proposition. Here's the value. It's going to allow us to enforce our guidelines that either already exist or a close to version of our guidelines and uh, those aspects. Uh, another good tip would be to put together a solid argument for it and really write down the pros and cons. And, you know, here's, I thought about these things. I thought about the impact that's going to have on our code base. Here's how it's going to make our code base better. Here's how it's going to make us more productive. Here's why I think we should probably use this for our application. Like we said, keep in mind, you want to be respectful of the code base. Totally. I also would try to use it in a smaller project because I think that a lot of people are against tools like this, especially ones that are so aggressive and opinionated. But honestly, have you ever seen someone use Prettier? It's usually like, uh, yeah. oh, that's nice. Oh, like, cool. oh, you, see, you get, even especially like I use Prettier on save in my editor. And every single time you save, it just formats it. Some people only like to do it on as a git commit or something like that. I think that's crazy. Yeah, I think that you, I it should, it's that a tool save. that you should use on save. Yeah, yeah. exactly. But just let, let them use it. it, it that will help uh, a whole lot. Totally. And lastly, you can always just use the prettier formatter yourself. And, um, you know, this is, this is one's a little interesting because if your code base has an existing guideline to it, if it has an existing guideline, then you use prettier when you're typing and you know, whatever, and then you'll have to readjust to the guideline. That's not a lot of fun, but it, no. it certainly scratches that itch. I remember this being a thing when like SAS first came out, like some people didn't want to use SAS and then other people were like, well, I'm just going to use SAS myself and then just only send the CSS down the line or something. Or uh, it's definitely not an ideal situation. This is sort of like a last ditch effort. And I personally might not even do this one myself. Yeah, yeah, I think as well. You should also maybe check out JS Beautify. I think this one comes with a VS Code by default and there are... I think more options in this one versus Prettier. Mm. I'm sure there's a reason why Prettier is, is better. That's why everyone uses it. But um, if you find that you can't match yours Prettier with what your existing coding style is, then maybe check out JS Beautify. It's on github.com. I'll, just, I'll link it. I'm not going to say the www <laughs> in here. W w HTTP. Yeah. In the days of reading out URLs. <laughs> All right. Uh, so hopefully that helps you. I, I, I emailed this person back. I, I asked for like more details because I'm, I'm very curious to see like how this goes. Like I would certainly be really bummed to have to do a project without Prettier on it right now. So totally. Let us know how you got your boss or other team on board with tools like Prettier, ESLint, whatever. Tweet us at SyntaxFM and we'd like to hear that. Yeah, I, I would like to hear that too. And I think a lot of this advice applies, like we mentioned at the onset of the show, is uh, it, I think it all applies for selling anything to your team. And, and maybe not just prettier or whatever, but uh, remember at the end of the day, there is a sort of cost benefit analysis that 
managers are always looking to do. And if you have a senior developer, they they are most likely manager minded and, and they have an idea of like, what is the cost? What is, what is it going to take to do this? What, what is the, it was funny. I, before we wrap this show up, I had a job interview once and they didn't use any ES six features at all. And the reason was is because they didn't want to have to, to deal with it. And I was like, what do you mean deal with it? You guys already have a build tool. They already had a build tool and they weren't using ES6. And this is, this is like recent. I want to break it. Yeah. I was like, what? Like you can use this. And, and I, if I would have gotten a job, I would have been like, listen, we need to talk about this ES6 thing because it was for a senior role, whatever. But, you know, <laughs> I think that is definitely, uh, there, there's all sorts of these little things that can pop up that you need to be able to sell the team on in various ways, all, all sorts of time. I remember, one of our devs when we worked at Ford trying to sell us on React and, and it was before I understood React and I was just like, no, like that's ugly. <laughs> that's that's ugly. Uh, I don't get it. And then once he sold me on it, he built like a pixel, like a pixel art editor. And he's like, look, I built this pixel art editor in absolutely no code whatsoever. And it was super easy. Let me run you through this code. And I was just like, oh, this is dope. Okay. Let me, let me look into this React thing a little bit more. Yeah. That's that's a great story. Yeah. All right. I think that's it for today. Anything else to add there, Scott? I don't have anything. No, no. All right. Well, we will catch you on Wednesday. Peace. Peace. Head on over to syntax.fm for a full archive of all of our shows. And don't forget to subscribe in your podcast player or drop a review if you like this show.